Chris Ryle Wright in Tight Shorts, The Greatest Stories Never Written. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome back to Tight Shorts. It's nice to see you again. As you know, it's the fans that make these things possible. This episode is sponsored by Slag Heaps, Divorce Lawyers. This week's story, There's a Cack in My Jarnies. Natalia Skalinski's body was full of holes, bullet holes. There was blood all over the patio, which merged with the water from the melted ice of an ice bucket, but there was no champagne, no sign of alcohol or drug abuse, just a lone, dead socialite, sprawled half on the concrete and half in her swimming pool, and half upon a deck chair. Chief Kegwin couldn't be sure what had happened. One of his underlings suggested foul play. Another suggested suicide. Kegwin laughed. Who, in their right mind, would commit suicide by shooting themselves multiple times, and who is clever enough and fit enough to achieve this? Another underling piped up. Well, sir, there were six guns in the bedroom. Kegwin laughed again. Who can shoot themselves with six guns multiple times and succeed? The first bullet should be enough. Why would you punish yourself by shooting yourself in the knee and the back and the buttocks? No, boys, this is the work of an amateur killer. This is a crime of passion. There was fruit in the bowl, covered in specks of blood. But the boys were thirsty, the day was hot, it was unseasonably warm, and they all wanted a slice of orange. In an uncharacteristically good mood, Chief Kegwin allowed the boys to wash some fruit and take a moment to suck out the juices. He'd seen worse crimes than this. Strangulations, beheadings, drownings. He'd seen pieces of bodies in food processes. He'd seen human beings attacked by wild animals as they were chained to the wall. No, this was small fry. This was not the behaviour of a calculated villain. This was a jealous man. Or woman. But he felt fairly certain it was a man. As it would transpire, Natalia Skalinski had been dating the extremely wealthy and renowned bow-finder, Graham Garfield. Graham Garfield was the eldest son of the legendary Graham Garfield Sr., the first man to photograph the sea. Graham did not have a history of violence, although he had once been accused of kidnapping and extortion and GBH and occasional threats of violence, but otherwise his record was clean. So what could possibly inspire a law-abiding citizen such as Graham to commit the most ugly act imaginable. Kegwin knew if he wanted answers he would have to dig deep, but his first port of call was to meet the notorious Garfield face to face. A little digging around revealed that Graham Garfield liked to drink at a certain club, 
Tooty Scoots, which wasn't that far from Kegwin's home. Kegwin would occasionally frequent the place, but for him it was a little much. It was a gentleman's club, though there weren't many gentlemen there. It was the kind of venue that would attract the most leathery and hardened men, men who didn't care for coupons, men who didn't wash their hands, men who didn't care for people who washed their hands or didn't care one way or the other, men who just didn't care. Some of them were cops, some of them were criminals. But the girls would dance for anyone who paid, and Kegwin knew, tonight, if he was going to fit in, he was going to have to pay for full sex. Tight shorts. Kegwin slipped into the club unnoticed at a peak time. The room was busy, the music loud. He wore a trench coat and a woollen hat. No sooner had he sat down with his pork scratchings and his cold beef sandwich, he never drank, than he was approached by a beautiful woman with no clothes on. She offered him a dance. Kegwin took a bite of his sandwich and considered her offer. Let me make you a deal, he said. If you give me information about Natalia Klinsky, then I will let you dance for me. The girl turned pale. I don't know who you're talking about, she said. I've never heard that name in my life. Oh, really? said Kegwin. Then why did you turn ghostly white when I said it? Okay, she said, you've got me. She used to dance here, many years ago. All the girls around here know her, but I didn't know her personally. She got in trouble with this rich guy. I don't know him either. Trouble? What do you mean, trouble? I don't know. I've said too much. Come on, let's go for this dance. She led Kegwin reluctantly into a private room, where she danced for him. He studied her eyes. Kegwin was always a very quick study of the human being. He could see she was nervous, unsettled, not enjoying what she was doing. This was very unusual. On his previous visits, usually undercover, the girls thoroughly enjoyed his time. He began to wonder if something fishy was in the air. He told her to stop dancing. Who do you know who'd wish to hurt Natalia? Ah, oh, well, some of the men who come in here... They get quite drunk. They take offence if you don't, you know, take it further. And do you? Do I? Do you? Do I what? Do you take it further? No, never, we're not allowed. We'd lose our jobs. It's the last thing we can do. It's the first thing we're told. You don't sleep with the clients. Oh, really? Well, maybe this would change your mind. Kegwin handed her the second half of his cold beef sandwich. She looked flustered, tempted. He knew she was going to crack. Now, tell me everything you know. She sat down, took a bite out of the sandwich. Her face wrinkled. Yes, there's horseradish. I knew it, she said. I knew the moment you walked in you were a cop. Listen, all I can tell you is... Round here, her name is a bad omen. Why would you say that? asked Kegwin, opening his pork scratchings. Well, you see, she used to sleep with the clients, and 
She used to encourage the other girls to do it. I never did it, you see. I never did it, and I never would. She was getting upset. Kegwin patted her forehead, lightly dusting her in scratchings. If you come with me tonight, I will make sure that you're safe and everything you tell me will be kept under wraps, as will you. Kegwin returned home alone that night, angry and frustrated, a little annoyed and having wasted a lot of money. He didn't get what he was after, and he didn't get any clues either. At about 3am he received a phone call. One of his underlings was very excited. I've cracked the case, sir. What? Do you know what time it is? Yes, sir. It's 3am. Well? Well, it turns out that Graham Garfield did kill Natasha. Natalia. Yes, sir, sorry, Natalia. We found him at a burger van. He was eating a burger. Ha! That sounds about right. Anyway, he's been arrested, and, uh, I just thought you'd like to know. Well, yes, I, I did want to know, but it could have waited until the morning. In any case, excellent work. Solved. Next time on Tight Shorts. My Summer with Little Richard. You have been listening to Chris Ryle Wright in Tight Shorts. Follow, share and subscribe for more. Music by Rob Joy with the voice of Jodie Elms.